who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested, and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. What does feminism mean to you? During Women's History Month, come explore feminism and how it's playing out in real life with season two of Thread the Needle, a monthly podcast. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I'll use my background in journalism to dive into topics that matter to women today, from divorce to call-out culture to masculinity to girls' confidence. Season two of Thread the Needle finds the meeting place between feminist ideals and the realities of women's lives. Listen to Thread the Needle wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, Tony, baby, you're a mess. Uh? Thank Grimes, it's Tuesday. It's time for Trend Lightly. Are you ready? The trending news podcast for anyone who is literally not an absolute virgin. <laughs> extremely online, extremely clueless, Horny for Bitcoin? Oh, baby. You're in the right place. Now it's time to meet your host, the Irish-American Tornado and the real Princess of Wales. We are back. Molly McAleer and Tiffany Maddox. Welcome back, everyone, to Trend Lightly. It's me, Tiffany Scott Maddox. <laughs> With me, of course, as <laughs> always, my co-host, Molly McAleer. Hey, Molly. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, hey. ho, ho, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're doing a little like this is a pre-record. I mean, they're all pre-recorded. What am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> we're recording this before the holidays, so if the I don't know if the world has exploded, that's why we're not referencing it. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. We've only got two more weeks of ish of 2022, and it could really fucking it could really do something. I think. It's possible. I know. I'm hesitant to say too much more because like we've really honestly had a <laughs> as a society a brutal couple. I mean, everyone's everyone's going crazy. I don't know if you've noticed. Big time. Everyone's going crazy, dude. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I just have uh it's really ramped up. Like the sort of slow days of summer are for sure in our past. Absolutely. It does feel like everyone's a little edgy. A bit like when animals run to high ground before a tsunami, <laughs> you know, yeah. that feeling in your bones, like not to jinx it or curse it, but I don't know. I'm just hoping for like a peaceful bit. I actually saw a good TikTok earlier and they're always good astrological TikToks when they tell you something that you really want to hear. Uh, and yeah. mine was that Taurus in particular has had a kind of a bit of a rough three years <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, mm, I don't know if that's just Taurus, but that 2023 
a lot of Jupiter in Taurus in 2023 or people with Taurus in their charts is, is like a great time to like get good luck. That's okay. Like, so if you have any, I think it was like Taurus, Scorpio, and Leo in your chart. Ugh. Sorry. No. <laughs> no. I actually hope Leo's have the worst year. No, I have to look at my 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 main chart again, like my overall chart once again, because it's been a while. But yeah, I mean, there's probably some Taurus in there. There's just there's pretty much anything but water. <laughs> my chart. But yeah, I I feel a little iffy about those. Like. It always breaks my heart when the sort of like, this is what 2023 is going to look like for you. When they get to Capricorn, it's always like, all right, well, you know, this is going to be definitely a growing year for Capricorn. <laughs> and I'm like, for fuck's sake, like, can we just ever have like the best year? Like, it's like it's uh, we're, we're so challenged us Capricorns. We really are. Yeah. But, you know, listen. Like a phoenix, I will rise. Oh, I got you. I mean, this isn't really a spoiler, but I I picked up these like really cute like astro like scarves. Like they're like little silk scarves, and they're like astrological ones. Same. And they're so cute. And I picked up a Capricorn one for you because I got a Taurus one for me, a Libra one for Billy, got a Pisces one for my friend Emily. They're like these little tiny. I, they're just like fun. Like a kerchief. A purchase. Yeah. No, like a kerchief. Oh yeah, like a kerchief. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. I purchased a kerchief. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I'd be okay if you uh, stole them too. <laughs> but some of them had better colors than others. And as I recall, I think the cap one was really cute. The Taurus one was like a lot of it was like pinks and purples and blues. The Libra one was sick, and and the Pisces one, whatever. I'll see if I have a picture of it. I can send to you. But that's so thoughtful and generous. Of course. I thought I thought you would think it was cute and fun. Cute and fun and fresh. I appreciate that. I know I will. Yeah. I, I almost bought Capricorn underwear last week, but the color they picked for Capricorn was like dreadful. It was like a chartreuse. And I was like, who wants to wear chartreuse underwear? Mm hmm. You mm -hmm. know, I'm a real purist when it comes to stuff like that. So anyway, listen, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well i hope you don't hate this uh i, won't hate it. <laughs> I just I sent you a picture I, it's really cute i think i won't hate it at all i don't, I don't know see. what you'll do with it but as I long as it it's not cute. underwear let me see <laughs> oh no this is beautiful no and it's or honey there's a lot of orange in this oh, no. and i love orange you know that i love that mint green too i do too yeah it's really cute this is beautiful Oh my God, honey, that's so thoughtful. Thank you. Well, your birthday's coming up, so I gotta, you know, send a little box to Moles. I'll put this in a ponytail. You know what I mean? <gasps> yes. You know my. I love a ponytail. I love a scarf in a ponytail. Yeah, we're not so doing cute. it a lot anymore. I think it might be coming back. My nail lady did it, and she she was wearing a big fleece, and she looked like a gymnast, uh, like on the sidelines at the Olympics, getting ready. You know, and they're like. They've got the little bow in their hair and underneath they've got the leotard, but they're just wearing a fleece on top, which is very sweet. Oh, well, this reminds me, did your friend make it home from the World Cup alive? 
You know what? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) What? Uh, I haven't spoken to her. She said she's staying for a bit longer. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. I really hope your friend's okay. I I love that it was sort of like a, you know, I should check on that Mm -hmm, sort mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. response. Anyway, shout out, girl. Hope Hope you're surviving at the World Cup. Okay. It things just keeps going. When's it over? Oh God, when is it over? Oh God, soon I hope. I think soon. I don't even know who's playing in the final thing that they do. Do they know? I don't think they know. I thought they might. Oh God, or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe who cares? Morocco. I don't fucking. Yeah, you're right. Who cares? <laughs> this isn't a sport podcast. Shout out Morocco, though. <laughs> okay. So let's 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 get into what we're doing today, which is we have some of your holiday stories. We're also going to read some like I think they could be possibly legendary. Am mm-hmm. I the assholes? Mm-hmm. What do you want to start with, Tuff? Oh, and oh, do we also have questions cards? Yeah, I think I do. I have one's called Know Yourself Cards for Self-Exploration. Oh, let's see what this is. Okay, let me, let me, I haven't even looked at, okay, this is, (laughs) the first one I pulled is, this might be too deep, what happened to you in your childhood? Oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Molly, what Uh, did you have? What didn't happen? Like, also, like, none of your business. I love that this is, like, know yourself, like, you really think that someone who's looking to ponder like their issues is is going straight to what happened. I feel like we're more advanced. You have to warm up to that. There's a really good book actually by the School of Life, which is similar, but it's kind of like journaling and it is broken down into different categories. And the idea is that like, as you journal answer these questions, you like build up a better, you know, a a good picture of yourself. And I think one of the first questions in it, and it's probably one of my faves, picture your parents at your age and what do you think like what do you think they would be like okay I think it's something like that anyway it was a good (laughs) my mom was getting ready for me to go to college yeah my mom I think our moms had us both around about the same age right like early 20s yeah 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 oh here's a fun question Tev go on what has your ego kept you from doing or becoming? Oh God, everything. <laughs> I feel I feel like everything. The times where I'm most happy is probably after I've done some form of psychedelic and there's like the dissolution of the ego for a minute, so that you can feel like you're part of something much bigger than you, and so you don't feel like the embarrassment of failing in public. Right. So I feel like. I generally have had to learn the skill of becoming better at taking risks and failing in public because I was not very good at that. Like I just, I don't like, I love, I love vulnerability. I love vulnerability from others. I don't like the idea of failing in public. It just makes me, I mean, it's, don't think anybody likes it, but I think you have to build up an aversion to it. So yeah, I think trying things that I, know that I'll suck at for a while until I become good at is a thing that my ego stops me from doing. So I only really do stuff that I know I'm going to be good at. Absolutely. And I wish I could do that. I, yeah, I'm not good at the patience to see something through, like learning a skill. I'm not Mm -hmm. good at that. For me, I would say 
my ego has kept me from like being simple. Like I, I think deep down, I just want to work at like a store and be happy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. like, I've insisted on like complicating my life because like, for some reason, like simplicity, like I look at like just checking into a job and leaving, like I look at that as some sort of like, like for me, not for other people, but for me, I would judge myself mm-hmm. if I did something like worked at home goods. Like I would be like, that's too simple for me. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, like that's probably exactly what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Probably want to work at home goods. The idea of being content is something that like is at odds with the ego because I think often about the very same thing, which is like if I allowed myself to just like feel whole and complete for a minute and not wonder about like what the next thing is and I think I would have a much more peaceful existence and if I viewed working in this capitalist housecape as just like a means to an end and something that didn't like define my work then I think I would be a much happier person for it and I know people who can do that very very well and be very content Yes, Could like that's the younger generation. Like they make fun of us all the time. That's one of the main things they make fun of millennials for is like we just care too much mm-hmm. about what our bosses think of us. And like, you know, like there was that Twitter thread recently. I don't know if you saw that, but some lady was like, I miss going to the office. I miss having work lunches. I miss having like, and like all of the responses <laughs> were like, please get a fucking social life. Like, all of the- <laughs> That you are missing are like mimicking what it would be like if you had a social life Mm -hmm. instead of like submitting to capitalism. And it's like, I don't think they I don't think they really get that. Like, we don't really like being like this. We were like scared into it. And like now this younger generation is like, I don't dream of labor. Well, it's like, that's nice. But like when (laughs) we were kids. That was like what we were told. That's how we were told to plan our life. And if you didn't, you were a loser. Yeah, totally. It's, it's, it, it runs so deep to the core of our identity that it's a really hard stitch to unpick. Yes. Yes. And you have to remember Gen X, like their whole thing was like, you need to have your life figured out by 30. Yeah. Like, I think it's nice that, that we get to like 40 to start panicking and to, you know what I mean? Like that's, I really like that we've added on that extra thing. I like that people are getting married and having children later. Like, I think that that's really good because I feel like before 30 is a terrible age to get trapped into a long-term life decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're still like, you're still just a stupid like goop ball until like I want to say 33, 34, even then. I mean, I'm 35 and I'm still kind of unformed, unshaped. Yeah, I mean, I had a gap in my Saturn return that meant my, it started when I was 28, then I had a two-year gap. And so, like, I didn't even finish my Saturn return until I was, like, 32. Oh, wow. I know, isn't that weird? Like, it's an anomaly sort of thing. But, like, and and I am into, like, we're both into that shit. I mean, we spent, like, two minutes talking about astrology at the top (laughs) of the show. So, obviously, I feel like this is, you know, hindered my life. Here's another one. What do you tend to criticize in other people? Hmm. Often qualities that I that I dislike about myself, if I'm being brutally honest. Oh, that's fair. I think I think I probably project. I think I've become 
a lot better and almost almost too far in the extreme of like not being judgmental and critical of others. I think often to my detriment because like my mum is a very judgmental person and her mother is a very judgmental person and they're quite critical. And I really didn't love that. And so I just had to try and unlearn that really, really like in a really brutal way. So and I and so that I could be super kind to myself and allow myself to not just have an inner critic just destroy my life. And so I think part of doing that work was also like projecting that onto other people and trying not to trying not to let my shit colour the way I see other people. The 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 thing that like that I do I do really have to work on is related entirely to what we were just talking about. And I think I will work myself into an absolute like burnout and I will like I will just basically like spiral and I don't understand when other people aren't doing it when I'm like when I feel like I'm spinning my fucking wheels and I when I see other people who are just like peacefully existing it almost makes me angry Oh yeah, I used to, I used to, especially when I was younger, I used to really like rage at the idea of other people not having a bigger dream they were chasing. Right. Like that used to really bother me a lot. And I've eased up on that because I've realized that like that's me inflicting my self-punishment onto other people. Yeah. What about I you? have become a lot more permissive as I've aged as well. Like I'm the more I've fucked up in life, the more generosity I have for other mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. When they fuck up or do something ugly, I'm like, well, you never know. You know what I mean? Like the best of us. For yeah. me, though, my thing that I criticize other people for that I think I don't think I will, it will ever go away. And it's borderline self-righteous, but I cannot stand low moral character or like a lack of a backbone or like. Mm-hmm. an inability to stand up for what's right that mm-hmm. really fucking bothers me like yes. it's my biggest pet peeve like like be be a fucking adult and like st- stand up for what's right like it's it goes back to the kidney gate thing or whatever else like all those things where i'm just like what do you mean it's okay to steal like what do you mean <laughs> Cause Dawn is bad. Like, you know what I mean? Like I just, that, that's the thing that for me, it's like when I see someone be permissive of like that sort of behavior, it really confuses me quite a bit, quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Wishy-washy, hate wishy-washy people. Like (laughs) I, I don't, I don't like it. Cause like, yeah, you know, a friend to all is a friend to none. Yes, yeah. I can be quite a habitual like fence sitter, but I don't know if that's like a like a conscious decision to not I don't know, to not get my hands dirty or just like more of a there's 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 probably some childhood stuff in there as to why that that's like my thing is to be like fairly on an even keel and fairly neutral, but I also think that like part of my character is just trying to like listen and understand wherever possible and it's something that I actually really dislike about myself sometimes is that it takes me a long time often to decide what my feelings are on something mm-hmm. which I spoke about in therapy and my therapist says that's perfectly normal <laughs> but, um, I think it's normal yeah I think it's normal I mean I'll admit that there's like a little bit of like like a dry drunk quality 
to like my staunchness about stuff like that. <laughs> like, I mean, like, but I, I'm not a dry drunk. I do drink, but like, I, <laughs> like, there's a thing, there's a quality to it that's that's like a little unbalanced, I would say. In like this quest for like standing up for the underdog and like that righteous element to me that's like very like you know chill out molly but yeah it's one of the qualities i admire most about you if i'm being honest thank you i've heard it's admirable but anyway who gives a shit (laughs) (laughs) i do (laughs) do you want to do some am i the assholes yeah let's do it shall i send you one at random to read yeah you know i love randoms Okay, these we have not read. They were just picked based on their titles and yeah, and and a high level of engagement. Okay, so this is called Am I the Asshole for Saying I Won't Come to Christmas at My In-Laws If I Can't Wear a Hat? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, are you texting it? I just texted it to you. Okay. Oh, I'd actually just text that to my friend Nush, who's in Qatar. <laughs> she still needs to laugh, assuming she's still with us. <laughs> she's like in some fucking godforsaken like human rights issue, and then she's like, "Hang on, my friend sent me a Reddit post about hats. I really need to. I need to get this." Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me see. It's taking its time loading. It's got to go all the way across the pond. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's why. Okay. All right. Am I the asshole for saying I won't come to Christmas at my in-laws if I can't wear a hat? This is a petty little thing, but maybe you guys can help me know if I was in the wrong. For context, I, 25 female, oh, it's a chick. I, 25 female, got married in November. My mother-in-law doesn't really like me, even trying to steal the spotlight at my wedding, but is is still overly traditional. At Thanksgiving, I was having a really bad hair day, so I wore a black leather cap, a dressier newsboy style one, which my husband said looked great on me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just picturing like the sister in Selena. Yeah. (laughs) It reminds me of this TikTok I saw where this dad buys his daughter a leather newsboy hat and he goes, It's a great hat. And she's like, Yeah, no, it's a great, it's a great hat, Dad. And he's like, It's a great hat. It's you can wear it outside, you can wear it in the cold. It's a great hat. It's full leather, full leather. The holiday was hostile, even more so than prior gatherings I'd been to. And hubby said mother-in-law said it was because I wore a hat. But I know it was just an excuse. I told mother-in-law I won't come to Christmas with them, then blocked her number and Facebook. My husband is trying to keep us both happy since he doesn't like conflict. He wants me to come to one more celebration to see if maybe people are getting used to me. He's told mother-in-law she needs to be nice and treat me as part of the family since I am. And if that feels unwelcome at Christmas like I did it, and that if I feel unwelcome at Christmas, like I did at Thanksgiving, we won't attend future events and see how mu- and see him much anymore. I understand why he wants me to give her one final chance, but I haven't had any conflict with him. Marriage is about compromise, and I get that he doesn't want to cut her off since she's his mother, but I don't want to be involved with her unless I have to be. I wanted to see if mother-in-law was listening to him, so I asked husband to request that I be allowed to wear the same hat to Christmas. <laughs> Hubby said he thought I'd worn it since I had a bad hair day, but this time it's a statement that they shouldn't treat me like an outsider either because I wear hats all the time. (laughs) Right now, it's just a sports visor, which I'd never wear to a holiday, so it's not like I'm doing that. Or they just don't like me. 
if they won't let me wear a hat, <laughs> what else are they going to restrict about me? <laughs> let me be me or I won't come, period. My husband agrees and relayed this to mother-in-law, and she's been asking him why he married the devil. He's growing tense with me, and I told him he'll probably have to pick, pick a side sooner or later, and that I never intended it that way. He spent last night at a friend's house because he needed to think. I- <laughs> <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> the first of all, I'm just picturing her in like a fucking sports visor, like writing this. Like, who is this woman? <laughs> and like, more importantly, like, I need to know, like, because you know, sometimes people are like, oh, my family's very traditional. And like, you're picturing like the Kennedys. Mm-hmm. And then it just turns out that they're like, just fucking Midwestern squares. Like, <laughs> so I'm kind of dying to know. And like, based off of her visor, like, I'm guessing that they're probably just Midwestern squares. N- no offense to Midwestern squares. Okay, so I feel bad because I care about him and I know conflict stresses him out. I told him to text me when he was ready to talk. He hasn't yet. My friends think that my hat request was unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> And maybe I strained my relationship with my husband. I think he just needed space to think because conflict stresses him out. So I got to ask, am I the asshole for saying I won't come if I don't wear a hat? <laughs> That's even, that is even more insane than I thought it was going to be in a way. It is. I can um, read the uh, update, but do we want to check some of these comments? Because this is built up like a real storm. Uh-huh. Uh, Okay, so uh, I'm surprised right away that the first comment is, you're the asshole. You're literally trying to bait mother-in-law. It's like you want a reaction from her. It's generally considered rude to be wearing a hat indoors slash while dining. And bad hair day? It's a family get-together. Seems pretty immature to even be thinking about that. I'd expect it from a teenager. A teenager, maybe. But an adult? You're putting your husband in a shitty situation. I mean, that's a little bit of a harsh comeback there for me from uh, the colorectal surgeon, as their flair states. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's really, yeah, this is uh, intense. It seems like everyone's disagreeing with that. And that might be where a lot of these, this comment activity is coming from. <laughs> Rude to wear a hat indoors? Is it still 1950? Yeah, there's, there's one here from Beep Blip Blap Loop. It says, everyone sucks here. You took a situation that could have been a first step toward, uh, toward a less contentious relationship with your mother-in-law and make demands which intentionally antagonized her. Of course, you should be able to wear whatever you want and your mother-in-law is being insane in this situation, but do you want to be right or do you want peace in your family? Mm. Mm. I'm going to throw this out there. Mm-hmm. I don't like this, you know, they made it all the way to the altar. And he's still asking her to do the, well, maybe they, maybe they have warmed up to you mm-hmm. thing. Like, mm-hmm. if they haven't warmed up to her by now, like, I, I would not anticipate that warmth coming in any time in the near future. No. This episode is sponsored by Factor. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted and dietitian approved Pop your Factor meal in the micro for just two minutes and it's ready to go. No prep, no mess, no dishes to scrub. Factor's flexible when it comes to your schedule, so you can get as much or as little as you need and pause or reschedule it at any time. Each week, you can choose from over 35 meal options, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. 
I've been doing the keto meals because they don't include wheat. And even though I've never been a keto head before, I have to say that the meals are so filling. Normally, I'm still a little hungry after dinner, but after a factor dinner, I've been completely satisfied all the way up until bed. Not to mention that it's a lot cheaper than ordering deliveries several days a week because I'm starving and didn't plan my grocery shopping better. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good after a long day. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash trend50 and use code trend50 to get 50% off. That's code trend50 at factormeals.com slash trend50 to get 50% off. Do you know how much you have in common with some of your favorite celebrities, leaders, newsmakers? I'm Evelyn, the host of Reppin, where you'll meet notable people you think you know. You'll find out who they really are and what they represent. Listen to Reppin wherever you get your podcasts. There will be like a begrudging, at, at the very best, I think, like a begrudging agreement on all parties where it's just kind of fairly neutral. But like, I don't know if you can really grow a lot of love from that situation if it's just not there to begin with. It's also so congested because like she says she got married in November. Thanksgiving is in November. So I'm assuming that like it was right after their honeymoon, Thanksgiving, yeah. right? And then now you, he expects this radical change to happen and over the course of like literally 30 days. Mm. I would not, I, I, I just don't, I don't like the thing where I say I'm uncomfortable and someone's like, no, just one more time. Like they've changed. Like I've always felt that way with like, even just like going out to like drinks with like a friend of a friend that I've had a negative experience with. It's like, yeah, I love you, my friend, you know what I mean? So I'll do that. But like, I don't, uh, but like at a certain point, like I'm allowed to say no. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm allowed to just be like, this isn't nice for me. And right. I don't want to be there. Right. And I think it kind of, I mean, it's a little, it's a little different if it's, I guess, your mother. But I do think he's not being great <laughs> at all to his wife in this scenario. It's, Yeah. No. It's giving family stone to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm so glad. So you had seen it before, but it'd been a while. Yeah, it was It was actually the perfect movie to watch because for that very reason, you know, when you have like a warm feeling about something and you want to recapture that feeling, that's how I felt when I was watching Family Stone. I was like, oh, I have seen this, but I couldn't, I couldn't remember any of the specifics. It just felt comforting. My other Christmas movie that is like I'm just obsessed with is While You Were Sleeping. I haven't seen that in so long either. Maybe that that'll be my weekend one. It's so good. Mm. It's so it's such like a good like, you know, family moment. Like it's I don't know, I love it. And Sandy Bullock, I love Sandy Bullock. I do too. Everyone Sorry, I had to plug my computer back in. You know who I really like in that movie is Monica Kina. I don't know her. who plays the little sister Mary. Um, she, you don't see her often. I think she was in a Lifetime movie I did not long ago, but she was, oh. I thought she was adorable in that movie. And I always wish she had worked more. Hmm. Yeah. I like a face. Her. Yeah. She was in uh God, there was that really good movie too with like the flat critters. Like it's a, it's a, it's about a boarding school and like Gabby Hoffman and Kirsten Dunst are in it. Have you ever seen it? No. It's really good. I think it like was un it, like lived under a couple titles. So 
Yeah, but it's re- it's a great movie. Should I read a Christmas okay. story from one of the listeners? Mm-hmm. Okay, so these are anon-ish, and and th- I'm, these are going to be fresh reads, so live reactions. I'm going to preface this by saying that my in-laws and my husband and I only live a few minutes from each other, while my parents and I live a whole state away. My parents were in town for the holidays, and we were going over to my in-laws' house for dinner with my husband's whole family. We were giving my parents the rundown of each other's husband's family members. My husband's uncle was recently remarried in Mexico the month previous to this dinner. Neither my husband or I had met her before because they live out of state. We get done with the debriefing and head over. We got there early and then a few minutes later, my husband's uncle walks through the door. Was he with his wife? Absolutely not. It was a whole different woman. I didn't have time before my mum starts asking about the kids, their life together. Awkwardly, the woman just goes with it. Oh, that poor woman. I pulled my mum aside and told her that's not the woman he married last month. (laughs) And she was shocked and felt bad for not knowing. She was genuinely trying to be nice. Right after dinner, they decide to head out for a few and come back half an hour later dressed in different clothes. We all knew they went to fuck, and now we joke about the time my husband's uncle brought a side chick to the holidays. <gasps> He's now divorced, and we've seen neither of those women since. Oh, he murdered them. <laughs> I'm sorry. This behavior is not adding up to me, unless Mm-mm. this man. And I'm sorry to the person who sent this, and I hate to tell you this, but I think your uncle killed his, his wife. <laughs> Wife, wife and girlfriend. I mean, wow. What a fuck up. Bringing a side chick to Christmas. That's a baptism of fire. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's uh, some wild behavior. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty wild myself. Did you just get some wine? Yeah. You know I just woke up not that long ago, but should I get a wine too? Mm-hmm. It is Christmas. It is Christmas. It's right. I think I'm pretty much done. My internet boyfriend, Telly, I think blew me off yesterday for... A recording so i kind of think that i'm like might be done outside of the recordings we're doing and mm-hmm. you no know, i have like four more recordings <laughs> before christmas <laughs> but i feel like i'm done yeah my friend in qatar texted back to the reddit post <laughs> what did she say because it was just sent with no context and she just said i mean i disagree with her about wearing the sports visor all the time she sounds floridian that's the only reasonable conclusion for that sartorial choice Oh, that's a really good point. I I didn't think of Florida, and there's a lot of wealth in Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds like Florida behavior. Florida woman. <laughs> what did you get? Turns out I do not have any wine chilled, so I I got a White Claw. Nice. What flavor? I am a watermelon or a lemon girl. I've never had watermelon White Claw, and I think I would like it. It's so good. Like the greatest surprise of my adult life has been that I really like artificial watermelon because <laughs> I hate regular watermelon. Like I can't think of a worse fruit. Oh, wow. Honestly. Yeah, it's just so it tastes like nothing. It tastes like paper. To yeah, me. you can buff. Okay. Should we read another? Yeah, you read our... the next one. Okay. My mom had just married a guy she met online because we were getting ready to lose our house. <laughs> oh, my God. What an opener. <laughs> this That's is, incredible. This is great. I, lo- I love this. For Christmas, he filled my car up with gas on the way home, and I didn't know the way, and I drove the car into a cornfield on accident because I made a wrong turn <laughs> and didn't realize the road ended. 
I had my boyfriend at the time with me and she was convinced we were going off to have sex on a back road while my other family members were filling up on gas and my new stepdad was buying us. She called me a whore in front of the whole family on Christmas Eve. It was so dramatic and the jumping to conclusions was so big that it was kind of funny. First of all, oh. I love that this this new dad like filling up every everyone in the whole family's tanks. Love that. That's that's actually a really nice. That's dad behavior <laughs> right there. It is. Like also that jumping to conclusions thing always always it reeks of like anxiety but also guilt to me when someone does that mm-hmm. like that's catastrophic thinking on a new level mm-hmm. i assume this person was a teenager at the time i wonder if they're still together yeah that's a good question yeah that's a really good question well we do have we had asked a couple other questions so this person, if we're gonna put together some more context clues, let's see. The the hottest Santa depiction to them is Coke Santa. <laughs> Daddy? <laughs> the best dish on the holiday plate is green bean casserole. Gotta agree with that. Holiday comfort must have fuzzy or silly socks that are completely impractical. I have some from one year that have bells on the toes. I mean, I like this person. Yeah, you couldn't wear those around cats, really, though. No. I can't do anything around my cats. <laughs> I'm not, I can't breathe, dude. Yeah, no, no way. No way. Actually, I, I don't know if they'd care. My These cats, they're very interesting. Okay. Interesting ladies. A boy cat, no, probably not. <laughs> Should we do another Am I the Asshole before we get back to our final listener story? Yeah, so... Mm. This one has the word widow in the title, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read it. Okay. Okay. Am I the asshole firmly for firmly telling my husband that I won't agree to invite his friend's widow to our Christmas dinner? My husband's friend passed away months ago, leaving behind his widow wife. <laughs> my husband's widow wife. <laughs> I think you can just it's a bit like saying ATM machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My husband considered him a brother, and so he began offering help to his widow. Is this the Sopranos? And showing up literally every weekend. That's when he's off work, to help her with everything. It didn't bother me. I mean, not much, but still. Now he told me that it'd be nice if we invite her to Christmas dinner with us, since she has no family and other friends are busy. I refused, but he insisted, saying it means so much to her, especially since this is her first Christmas without her husband, and we should come for her. I refused and said that it's supposed to be a family celebration and my family will show up so there's enough amount of guests already. But he said that she's the one who needs this family atmosphere the most. I snapped and firmly told him I will not agree to let him invite her to Christmas dinner with us and he needed to drop it because it made me uncomfortable. He argued then started sulking about it saying I was being cruel for no reason and he wasn't asking for much just an extra chair or a plate for her but I said it'll be awkward for me and my family especially since we're not close. Am I the asshole? Huge asshole. Huge asshole. Massive asshole. Like, the holidays are always supposed to be the more the merrier. Mm -hmm. Always. Mm -hmm. Like, there was rarely a Christmas growing up where we didn't have some, like, exchange student, like, who was staying (laughs) down the block or, like, the, you know, the fucking gardener, like some, you know, like whoever it was, like my mom always asked everyone, like, do you have plans for Christmas? You know, like, and we often had, you know, virtual strangers at Mm -hmm. Christmas, but it was fine because 
that's what the holiday's about, baby. Yeah. Yeah. I think when I'm uh I think when I grow up and I like maybe live somewhere bigger, I definitely want to start taking in elderly strays around Christmas time. I think that would be really neat. You gotta have the strays. Oh, Alex chasing pigeon. I'm so bad for pigeon. Mm. You know, she like saw pigeon get up and ran right after her. Why is she being such a bitch? I don't know. I don't know. Like she's I don't know. It really is in the rescue lady. So I don't know if this will make the episode or not, but like Ella does need to go back. Like she's just creating a violent environment for Pigeon. Ella is Cleo's daughter. And I just realize I'm finally saying her name out loud, but she's created a violent environment for Pigeon. And my first, my first responsibility is always going to be the pet I owned first. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and but Cleo and I get along so well, but Ella also bullies Cleo. Oh, no. And so I think she's just very unhappy. And if she requires more work or stimulation or whatever, I'm not, I can't do it because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm at capacity with like my responsibilities, so to speak. So I, if, if she's a cat that needs to like play jigsaw puzzles with me for an hour and a half a day, then like I cannot, <laughs> I cannot do that. So yeah, it's just so, but the rescue lady will not like, she's, she's like, well, we could do it in the new year. And it's like, so you want me to spend the holidays like being afraid to leave my house for a couple hours because like I come back and pigeon has a fucking cut on her face. Mm-hmm. Like. It makes me it makes me really annoyed. And it's not like cats. You can just like toss them in a bag and bring them with you like I could with wags, you know. Mm-hmm. So oof. anyway, she Merry needs Dr. Christmas. Phil. She needs Dr. Phil and Second Chance Ranch Ranch. Second she, Chance Ranch. <laughs> she does. She needs to go into the troubled teen industry like. <laughs> yeah, she can break code silence on me later. I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, so. This person yeah, is an asshole. Asshole. But Huge I mean, asshole. Okay. I wonder if, because I can't see the comments, but I wonder if, like, there's going to be a, because oftentimes this is how these relation relationships start, is like someone becomes very close to the widow. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if, like, a semi-popular opinion is that this guy might have a little thing going on with her, but also with the way she's acting, mm-hmm. and I understand he took the vows. But she's driving him right into her arms. Right into that widow's arms. Men like to feel needed. They absolutely do. They absolutely do. They like to feel useful and like problem solvey and like all of that shit. And I think that like if this wife is, I mean, let's be real, such a cunt. Oh my God. (laughs) She is. Sorry. Like she's like. She's, I mean, so, like, it's absurd. It's absurd to exile people from your Christmas, uh, especially someone who, uh, I do wonder why she doesn't have, this widow doesn't have any other family support, though. Yes, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe the widow's a cunt. But I I agree, I think, like, the top comment here says, have you clearly communicated to your husband how much you deeply resent him spending time with this woman? Because that seems to be the larger issue here to me. I would agree. I think that is the larger issue. And if you're not a, a terrible person, I feel like someone who you 
someone who you know, even if you're not BFFs with them, who's recently lost their loved one and they're basically going to be on their own for the holidays for the first time. Like, who wouldn't invite them to Christmas? It's weird. It's weird. Yeah, I I don't know. It's very odd. Will you will you click on her name and see if she's responded to any of the comments with more information? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think she might have just done this and then just a throwaway. Yeah, that always susses me out when people do that. Mm-hmm. Like people are asking questions to get more information. Is there another one we can read? I'm like juiced up on these. <laughs> yeah. Am I the asshole for calling my wife ridiculous for saying that she won't attend my family's Christmas over some stockings? Or I think this one could be real juicy. Am I the asshole for banning alcohol from Christmas? Oh, I think I've read the second one. I'll re- I'll read that if you want. Okay, yeah. I just sent it to you. Are you sure we didn't do this? No, we didn't. I just read this privately. I read this out loud to a friend. Okay. okay. Am I the asshole for banning alcohol from Christmas? My husband's family likes to drink. Every holiday includes multiple bottles of wine slash cocktails. I hate drinking and I've never drank. My father was an alcoholic and I think it's childish if you can't have fun without drinking. This year I'm hosting Christmas for a change, so I decided it was my, since it was my house, no alcohol allowed. We are getting older and it's time to grow up. My husband's sister called to ask what she could bring. She saw a recipe for a Christmas martini that she wanted to bring. I told her about my no alcohol rule. She didn't say much, but must have told the rest of the family. Some of them started texting me asking if I was serious and saying that it was lame, but I'm not budging. Now it turns out my husband's sister is hosting an alternate gathering that almost everyone is choosing to do instead. It's so disrespectful, all because they would have to spend one day sober. So my husband told me that he talked to his sister and we invited her and and we are invited to her gathering and he said we should just go and stop causing issues, but I won't, but I won't. It's so rude. Now my husband is mad because I'm making him stay home and spend Christmas with me, but it was my turn to host and I chose to have no alcohol, no alcohol. They could, sorry, there's no punctuation on this. Mm-mm. Now my husband is mad because I'm making him stay home and spend Christmas with me, but it was my turn to host and I chose to have a no alcohol. So they could deal with it for one year. I think you are the asshole quite significantly. Dude, like you get so few like government holidays a year, mm-hmm. you know, and like I, this is like one day that like pretty much like, you know, 90% of the population in America is not working on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Let the bitch drink. Let them drink. Totally. Like, like I, I totally understand that like for many people who don't drink, the like over uh, the over prevalence of like alcohol at like celebrations or whatever is, is kind of a frustrating thing. I'm from the UK. Like every social thing is basically around alcohol. Like yeah. we don't really have a coffee culture. We have a pub culture. It's pubs. That's like what we do. We go to the pub. And so for us, Christmas is like, is the absolute best time of year to just get real fucked up. And that's like, that's just what you do. Like you just get really, really drunk and you just like start drinking at breakfast. Like in my household, we start drinking at breakfast and it just goes on until we have dinner in the afternoon. And then we have a little booze snooze afterwards. And then you might like, you know, pick up and start having after, oh, I was going to say after the queen's speech, but she's dead. So it'll be the king's speech this year. And then you, you know, have a little seat, but then you pick up and start drinking in the evening with some like wine and cheese. So like, it's just part of the culture. I think it's really, 
kind of a bummer. Like if you want to, if you want to not drink, then you shouldn't feel, um, you shouldn't feel any sort of way for that. I don't like the finger pointing and like, why aren't you drinking? I, I totally don't like that. That's gross. But to stop other people from having a good time, especially as these people are her husband's family, I can't imagine having to spend Christmas with someone else's family sober because they were being grinchy. Address like the actual issue on the off season. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like talk to your husband about how you think his family is just like the drinking that goes on is insane. Mm -hmm. But also like, I don't like, I mean, I don't like the idea of a bunch of people driving home drunk. That pisses me off, mm -hmm. especially if they live somewhere snowy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, but address the issue. Like, Christmas is not the day to change a pattern. No. I don't know. It's all about ritual. You're so right. Like, we get into our little comfy pockets on the holidays. Like, my mom has, like, a very strict idea of what a Christmas looks like because it's been the two of us for the longest time and it's like the breakfast we have is always the same like we always have like the same we'll we'll change up the main bit of the Christmas meal but like the pattern of the day the cadence of the day has been the same for quite some time and I think that like any real change to that would be like it would need to be put in writing like three to six months out for us to like adjust to there being a change. You know what I just remembered? Mm -hmm. This just brought, I just uncovered a memory. My college boyfriend, I've had several controlling boyfriends, not to brag. <laughs> but my college boyfriend really wanted me to quit smoking. As I, as I, as I am saying this, I'm picking up my cigs. <laughs> and at an act of defiance. But he really wanted me to quit smoking. And I said, okay, I'll do it for New Year's. And his thing, and I don't know why I agreed to this, was that I would have my last cigarette at like 11.58 p.m. And I was to quit smoking at midnight. Oh. Like while like pretty drunk at a, at a party. Oh, no. That's and, an impossible ask. Like, you know, of course, 12.15 p.m., I'm like, you know, my hands are shaking. <laughs> and I asked someone outside if I could like, you know, bum a drag of their seg. And he found out. And like, I just remember us like fighting on the lawn of the party, like him like screaming at me. Oh. And then like someone had puked on the coat pile. Oh. And it seems like my coat got the worst of it. And there was like, it was like had like fur on oh, it. Oh no. And someone like puked on my fur jacket and I got was getting yelled at for having a cig when oh. I was blasted. Cause like he's also drunk. So he's like drunk mad, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's not like regular mad, he's drunk mad. So yeah, I don't know. Like it just for me, it's like I don't know. I don't think that you make big decisions on Days that are also like are emotionally charged for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Like who knows like the intricacies of like their the other relationships in the family. Like maybe one of the reasons why and this is not healthy. Maybe one of the reasons why is they fucking hate their like aunt. Mm -hmm. 
And like she like has a terrible attitude, but they feel obligated to invite her. And so like they kind of just cruise through the uh, evening with like, you know, a couple glasses of wine. Mm-hmm. Look, I love my mother to death. I love my mother. But do you think I could do a sober Christmas? Mm. No. No. Uh, the the wine sure does take the sting off of the, uh, like the existing sort of conflict in the room. Mm-hmm. My stepdad, though, would like, on Christmas morning, I would wake up around 10 a.m., you know, Eastern time. <laughs> And my stepdad would, because I was like, you know, always like I'd flown in like two days before and was still a little jet lagged or whatever. And my stepdad would be like, morning, monster. He's like, Grey Goose Soda. And I'm like, Grey Goose and I'd be like, no, I always felt so responsible. Because I'd be like, no, I think I'm going to have a coffee and like use the computer for a little, like until we do gifts. Like it was always like so like to me, like, you know. A Christmas, oh, are you going to finally have some nog? I don't know. If I can find it, I'm going to get some nog. I cannot believe that eggnog is like an American thing. Mm, yeah. Although I would say like stuff from the US of A does creep its way over to my fair country. I mean, there's nothing like that would restrict you from having it over there. It's literally like milk and spices. Mm-hmm. So it's not bad for you. I mean, well, eggnog's not good for you. I should. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would put booze in it though. You can put booze in it, right? You're supposed to? Of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like spiked eggnog is totally you can absolutely just drink eggnog straight, but I think that's a little mm. mental. Mm-hmm. Ideally, you like mix in. I think god, you know, so I drink coquito, which is like the Puerto Rican version of eggnog mm. now as an adult, but I think like you can put what do people put in there? I think it's like whiskey and nog. I don't know how people like spike their right nog. Mm. But it's it's sort of like this rich. It's not sweet. It's like a pie. Do you know what I mean? Like the yeah. way that pie is like never really like a full blown dessert and that it's like has an element, you know, like it's not what you would expect of like a dessert, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. It has that element to it. It's it's very good. You should have eggnog. I'm gonna, I've been absolutely feral this December and this is like something about me towards the end of the year goes into full blown like bacchanalia goblin mode. And it's just like, I just do whatever the fuck I want. So I've been like, I've been drinking a lot of wine on an almost constant basis. Like my blood alcohol is just at a very solid, like <laughs> consistent number. The thing that I love about this time of year is all of the supermarkets do like little holiday party snacks that you just put in the oven if you're having a party. But mm-hmm. I like to buy them and just have them for dinner. So yesterday, <laughs> I, I had- love appetizers <laughs> for every meal. It's the best, and some of them go really well in the air fryer. So there's there are these croquettes that I had that are like Christmas dinner flavored which I don't even know how that works. And then yesterday I had potato skins with bacon. And Mm. then what else did I have? Oh, and I had these little mini tacos. They're these little vegan tacos, mini tacos, like three bean tacos, had that. Today for my lunch, I had. <laughs> I'm. I don't know why I'm laughing because like I do shit like this. I think I'm just laughing because I know the feral mode <laughs> <laughs> that you're in when you're like 
it's that that's one of the good things of being gluten free, honestly, is because you just can work in the appetizer section of the menu and no one is like, why is Molly ordering like four appetizers yeah. for yeah. dinner? <laughs> oh, okay, you would have been but- able to have everything that I had today. I had um, I had the leftover mini tacos, the uh-huh. three bean mini tacos, which I put in the air fries. The outsides were like really crispy, little corn tortillas. And then I had... <laughs> And then I had a charcuterie board. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I, that's what I ate for Thanksgiving was I ate a whole charcuterie board mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving. Yeah, delicious. Did I ever tell you that the people we had Thanksgiving dinner with caught COVID? No. Yeah. And like, I'm so glad because like, God bless them. You know what I mean? But on the last day of the trip, I was sort of like, let's just do our own thing. Like, you know, we don't have to meet up with people today. Mm. And if we had met up with them, we would have gotten COVID. (gasps) You know, I had I had a COVID scare this week as well. And I still don't know if I'm okay yet. But I was summoned to a work thing that was at the MD's house. And we were all sat around the kitchen table and working there for like a full day, like working on strategy. And the next day, he, like, posted a picture of his positive COVID test, like, the next morning. Oh, that's nice. And I was like, <gasps> and the the company that I freelance for, I do a lot of work for, they're really good. They always include me and stuff because, like, working for yourself is kind of lonely this time of year because you're working for yourself, so you don't have a fucking Christmas party. So they always invite me to all of these things. They invited me and I was actually really excited because I was a huge bar tab to like drink the bar dry. Like, you know, someone had paid for me to have like a really lovely three course meal. I was like, I was so ready. Had a little outfit the whole nine. And I just got this like message from from one of the HR people being like, you know that you can't come. And I was like, no. And because a lo- like a bunch of people who were all at that thing on Monday also couldn't come. And then we have like train strikes going on at the moment as well. The The party was pretty dead, but they still had paid for it. So there was loads of money behind the bar. And I was like, fuck, I really could have done something. I really could have shown them what I was all about. <laughs> I'm telling you, finding out via a posted picture that I was exposed to COVID would send me over the goddamn edge. I I had a real like, I I think I walked away from my computer and I just lay down on the couch and was like, oh. That's a group text before it's anything. Yeah. Like, I that would have pushed me over the goddamn edge. But I'm sure he's a nice guy. (laughs) So I've been testing all week. Yeah. Because I don't want to ruin Christmas. I don't want to kill someone. No. No, and you won't. I'll try not to. You got it last year, right? Well, me and Billy had it this year. Oh, was I thought it was over the over Christmas for some reason. No, when you we, and Billy ha- had it together. We had it in the spring. It was actually quite a nice time to have it. Oh, that's good. <laughs> if I was to recommend, I would say springtime is wonderful for COVID. Do you want me to read the last one? Yes, do it. My most awkward Christmas experience happened just yesterday. For our secret Santa, my coworker got me the strangest gift. I opened up a giant flat present to find a print of a giant pigeon with a small beanie on holding <laughs> a juice box with the word fuck on it. <laughs> I was speechless and confused. I kind of just stammered and said, thank you. But they said in their defense, it reminded me of you. Not to be all, am I the asshole, but I would have just taken the $25 minimum on a gift card instead of the fuck juice. (laughs) (laughs) This gift is bad, and I don't like it. I I am ungrateful and sad this person would think I would have liked it. 
What's the worst gifts you've ever received? Thank you for tossing back a question. Yes, that's excellent. And I'm sorry you got that pigeon picture. I actually just did, again, for this company, they included me in their Secret Santa thing, but they do it in like quite a nice way where you can write a little paragraph about what you like. And then also you can basically, it links to Amazon and you can create a wish list so that people can just basically go that, that, and that and send you something that you like, which is good because if you're buying for some person, like I don't know who many people are because I'm just a freelancer, but I found it really helpful. But I got like, I've had sick gifts this year. I had a book about the moon. Okay. I love the moon. The moon is my girl. I love her so much. Okay. okay. <laughs> you love the moon. I fucking love the moon. And um, and I got this like, there's a brand that I like that's from Wales called Miss Patisserie. And they did this really nice, they do these like shower they're like bath bombs but for the shower so you draw, like you cut, put them in half put them in the bottom of the shower and they make the shower smell nice so i did that i had a girl who i didn't really know but she wanted a bento box so i bought her a really nice bento box usually i get pretty decent gifts okay what about I've, you <laughs> I've been talking, this is like actually i don't think i've ever told this story but so when i was on, writing on the show we had like an pretty obnoxious Yankee swap or white elephant type of thing. And the first year I remember the limit was like $600. And then the second year it was like 400. And then like the third year, I think it was like a hundred, right? Cause we were all like sick of each other and like, (laughs) so we needed a room shake up. So the second year, you know, I got, I got, I, I got last. And so the way it works is, do you know that, are you familiar with this game? Like everyone picks a number out of a hat and mm-hmm. like the best number to have is one. Mm-hmm. And like the worst one to have is the last one because like one gets to steal the final gift, right? <gasps> oh. So I had, uh, I had opened an iPad originally, <gasps> I think. And then one of my coworkers had reached out to me before I'm like, I'm like, trying to tell this not sounding traumatized but um had said like you know i found this like really interesting thing i'll tell you the item when i open it but she she was like do you think i should get this for white elephant and i was like honestly like it's a it's a 50 50 like it's kind of a funny gift and she was like well worst case scenario if everyone hates it i'll just steal it back and i was like okay so i had opened an ipad Right. And I'm sitting there with my little iPad in front of me. And then the person whose gift hadn't been picked yet, the one who got the really strange gift, stole my iPad. (gasps) Okay. So then I have to get up and open the gift that everyone has rejected. And it is long. It is like when I say it's long, it was as tall as me. It was. Uh, very oddly wrapped like couldn't have been more oddly wrapped because it was awkward and I started to open it up and everyone in the room is just giggling because they know that I just got fucked right (laughs) and they know that whatever I'm about to open is about to be so fucking bad okay so I start to open it and this is the $400 year by the way just want to remind you of that so I start to open it and I, I start to reveal like a large stick. More than a stick, it's like a piece of log, right? And I open it and it is a vintage school map. 
like the like the type that you would hang in a classroom mm-hmm. that like and that's why it's mounted to this giant stick. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm like, I don't even know if I can fit this in my car because it was like <laughs> so long. And like, it's not something like I think I had to like take push down the back seats or something. And then like my boss saw me just like devastated and decided to like announce like, oh, you know, I'm getting everyone. a, uh, I got everyone an iPad. So I did get an iPad, but then like we took like a group picture, like me and all my coworkers, and every single one of them is holding two iPads and I'm holding one iPad and like this fucking stick and like with like a huge curly piece of paper around it. And I think that that was that was the worst for two reasons. One, it was kind of cool Two, like that's like. It's an asshole thing to give someone because like even just moving that is mm-hmm. annoying because mm-hmm. like you're either going to rip the map or you're going to like, I mean, I don't even know what the plan was with the map. And it was also like out of date because it's like a vintage school map. So like <laughs> things have been discovered since then. Like countries <laughs> have fallen apart. Like there's like, you know, I mean, it's like it's not usable, right? Like I couldn't even like, be like, oh, I'm going to pin a destination and like go there. Right. Like you couldn't even do that because like (laughs) most of these places have completely changed. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't really know what the plan was with the map. And then like I think someone had to forfeit one of their iPads because the boss had also included the iPad in the gifts of like that was his white elephant gift. Mm And so, like, then someone had to forfeit an iPad to (laughs) make sure that the assistants had all got iPads as well. It was, like, the strangest thing. And it was, like, so strange. And I think that's that's what was so bad about it. The other one was, you ever have a boyfriend buy you, like, clothes and, like, you just realize, like, oh, you don't understand me at all. Uh Uh-huh. Like, yeah. My college boyfriend, same, the controlling one, like, went to the limited two or, like, the limited, sorry, which is, like, sort of, like, do you have, like, Express or the limited? I don't know. I don't think so. It's sort of, like, Banana Republic, but, like, maybe a little slightly more stylish and youthful, but he had gotten me, like, a bunch of, like, pink, like, pale pink button-down shirts and, like, basically just workwear, like, women's workwear. (laughs) And I'm like, I can't wear, first of all, I can't wear pastels. Second of all, like, I'm like, I've always been like a black hoodie jeans type girl. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if anything, my my fashion was more inspired by like the music I listened to than like anything. And it was so, I was just like, who is this for? And I remember having like a fucking meltdown because like my cut my high school boyfriend would like save up all year to buy me a piece of jewelry from Tiffany's, right? Mm-hmm. And like, which is so bougie, right? Like to really honestly to think of like a 17 year old boy like working at a sports store to buy his girlfriend like something <laughs> Tiffany. <laughs> but yeah, no, this college boyfriend, especially when I found out he was stealing thousands of dollars a year from the movie theater he was working at, by buying me all this limited clothing felt very strange. No, I think he really could have done something with his theft that would have been a little bit more malls. I should have turned them in. I should have turned, have turned him, in. him in. You should have fucking turned him in. I'm Over just, the, yeah. I'm thinking like, 
I did remember one year I I was part of like a secret Santa gift exchange and somebody bought me like a gag gift when I think I like I had tried really hard to mm. you know and I ended up getting like this novelty it was like a nose warmer and it was like this little it was like this what? little like yeah it was really weird it was like it was obviously just like a joke and when I opened it because it didn't have any labeling on it it was just like this little triangle of faux fur with these ribbons either side of it and I unwrapped it and I was just literally like what the fuck is this and I like I couldn't hide my disappointment and like confusion and then the person who'd bought it for me like came up to me they're like it's a nose warmer and I was like <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this I really do, like I was don't it meant for you yeah they just they just thought oh this is funny and I, I was like, take that so personally. I was like, I don't get it. I don't get what this, what this is. And I and there was another time, and it wasn't related to anything Christmassy, but I do think it is really mean, off the back of what you were talking about with the giant map, to buy somebody something that they're gonna have to, ha- that they're responsible for, like that is big, you know, that you can't just fucking immediately regift or like just say thank you and then put like it a in a drawer. World- a world map from 1950 exactly so, <laughs> <laughs> a friend of mine was like it was like when i was like when i was having a little depression period <laughs> and they were like oh i'm sending you something <laughs> i'm sending you something to cheer you up and i was like oh that's really sweet you don't have to do that and i got this parcel and i went downstairs and it was huge and i was like uh what the fuck is this and I opened it up and it was a, it was a, it was a plastic human sized skeleton. Oh yeah. Well, I thought you liked the skeleton. Listen, I had to, I had to break the skeleton up in order to use it because I was like, what am I going to do with an adult sized skeleton? Like I'm a goth, but like, not like that. Right. Right. You, you made good use of it, but that is like, you know, that's not to me. Like a giant cardboard cutout is not a gift to me. No, no, it's inconvenient. It's inconvenient. It's stuff, honestly. Like it's the definition of like stuff. And like, you know, that's how I feel about like stuffed animals as an adult as well. Like Mm, I've had like, you know, it was another boyfriend who also like bought me and and please forgive me, guys. I know I'm a cunt, but like he bought me like (laughs) birthstone jewelry. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do you think I'm fucking 12? Like, first of all, it was silver. I only wear gold. Hello. Like, <laughs> that's something you should know about me by now. But like, it like would also come back from vacation with like a little stuffed animal that like said San Diego on it or something. Oh, no, 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 no. And I'm like, dude, like, what do you want me to do with this? Like, like unlicensed Garfield is great because like, you know, so many reasons. But Mostly that he was a wonderful friend, the blue, but like it was, you know, it's just, what am I going to do? I'm an, I'm an adult. What am I going to do with a goddamn stuffed animal? Like, it's just going to smell like smoke or something, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's like, and like one year it's going to smell like weed and like, and like cigs, like, and Mm -hmm. then it's just, and then also like, you know, where do you put that? Where do you display that? Yes. That's the thing. It's like, if something has to be displayed. You have to really know a person. I tell you who absolutely kills it is Hannah. She has like, and I think it's because like I'm a, I don't think I'm a difficult person to buy for. Like, I think I have like a very clear aesthetic. 
and and there are things that I definitely like and do not like. I tell you, the only person I really trust, and I don't even trust my mother for this, to buy me something that goes in my home would be Hannah. Like she's so good. And looking around, like she's she's bought me some really cool. She bought me like this like like this gold octopus candelabra, which is like the sickest thing. There's like a beautiful like terrarium that she bought me over there. She bought me this kind of like cool vintage magnifying glass that has like a deer hand, like antler handle. Like I like to live as if I'm a like professor in the 1940s. Like that's the stuff that I want around me, but with like a side of kitsch. Of course. And like glam too. That's yes. how I think of you. Yeah. I like a little like, yeah, I'm a, I'm big on useful gifts. Like I do love technology. Mm-hmm. I love also like, I mean, I told you like my dream Christmas gift this year was that someone would, I wound up fixing my dishwasher. Did I tell you that? Yeah, yes. like, My dream gift this year was like, I don't know, like, honestly, if I could think of one thing I could ask for, it's like, can you pay a, like a man to come do like 15 hours of manual labor at my house? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I just need someone to like, you know, break down boxes, like haul shit up and down the hill, like get my, get the couch out of here that I don't want. Like bring some rugs up from the garage. Like, that's what I want. That's what I want for Christmas. Like last year, I just bought myself a vacuum on Christmas Day. As I realized I didn't tell anyone what I wanted. And also no one's going to buy me an $800 vacuum. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just pull trig on the right things, you know? (laughs) Absolutely. But yeah, should we read one more Am I the Asshole and wrap this bad boy up? Yeah, I'll pull another uh, question card. Oh, okay. Here they are. Okay. I could also pull a boss babe. Oh, maybe I can, can end pull- on a boss babe. Okay. So here's a question. Oh, uh, compared to who you were five years ago, in what ways are you a better person? Oh, do you want to answer first? Yeah. I'd say my empathy grows deeper and bigger every year. Greater. You know, like yeah. I, it's controversial to say, but like I would say that when I was like, you know, in my early 20s, like I, I kind of lacked some like big picture empathy where like I've always been like the person who, like when I was a little kid, if we like passed a homeless person in our car, like I would cry for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I was just like, like, you know, I was just like, that's so sad. Like I, I've always been that way with like old people or certain things, but like I very clearly remember like making fun of a man for being sad about his divorce. Oh my god. Because oh. I was like, he got married. Who cares? Like, not to his face. You know what I Oh, right. Okay. But I remember no, no, not to his face. But I remember being like, God, why is he so fucking sad? Like he got married and it failed. Like, big deal. Like he had obviously had a role in that. Like, why is he so sad? You know what I mean? Like I just I think that like I was very like I didn't understand I, that's like that's clearly this like the statement of someone who doesn't understand the big picture. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just you know there was also like another example of like like a sheer like sort of like lack of empathy. Trying to think of like mm, no, I'm having a hard time. I don't know. I I just there were certain things that I just was like get over it. Mm-hmm. Like and I didn't understand like why people would be so upset about certain things and there's certain there's certain limitations to my empathy as well like when someone is like 
my like, and I feel like this is a situation you run into, but like, if you ever like seen like a woman who really seems to have it all together, like who just like starts like who gets like really upset when she drinks mm-hmm. and like, it's like little things and you're like, why are you upset? And you know, it comes down to like, someone said they didn't like my blouse and like, I'm really upset because someone said I smelled in middle school and it's like, get it together. Like, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're wearing a dry clean only shirt and you're crying about something like that, like, you do not have enough perspective on the world. And that's like my empathy, I would say, grows deeper every year. Five years ago, I was starting to really work on that. But I think that, like, I don't know, maybe it's a little bit of like practicality. Maybe it's a little bit of, again, sort of my thing where, like, I feel like I've, you know, like, I'm like, I I take hits in my life and I just move on. So I would say, like, that's really changed. And then also, I don't know. I would say like I've I've calmed down like quite a bit. Like I feel I don't deal with drama in my I don't have drama in my life. I don't invite that sort of element of sort of unconscious distraction mm-hmm. into my life. Like I'm very intentional about how I about how I spend my time and like who I spend my time with, even if that means like I'm not like a tenth of as social as I used to be. I think that I used to just put myself in situations because I was like bored or I felt obligated. And that leads to a lot of disappointment and frustration in life. Yeah. What about you? Hmm. I think I have, there's a couple of things. For one, I think I've definitely... I've settled into a a rhythm of confidence that was so desperately lacking in my 20s and that spilled into my early 30s. And I think the way that manifests is is it made me, I don't think, I don't think I was, I was bitter as a person, but like, I think I was on a road on a pathway to bitterness. And I think that I, because I want things to be instant and magical and like perfect the first time that if they weren't, it would make me feel resentful of myself, which I would then, I think, project onto other people. And I don't think I was always necessarily that good at being happy with other people's success. And I really dislike that quality. I think it's really, really ugly. And I think I have settled into such an ease of like knowing myself so much better and and feeling so like deeply confident. Like when I first went and became self-employed after working for 10 years at like a a really, a very nurturing creative agency where where I did really well, but I was still under the kind of cloche of it. I didn't really know myself particularly well. I think when I came out of it, I didn't, I hadn't rooted myself in like the things that I was good at and the things that I was exceptional at and the things that I wasn't so good at. And I think I felt like I had to be good at everything. And I think with a little bit more age and a bit more grace and and wisdom that I know the things that I'm not so good at and I'm kind of at peace with that. And so I don't see other people's successes as a failure of myself. I actually makes me lean into my own successes harder and want to like root for and cheerlead for other people so much harder. And that was like a long, that was like a, a real hard bit of learning that like success is not a finite thing like you don't you don't like give some away so that someone else can can succeed 
And actually what you find is that when you become a more open person and like then better opportunities flood in because you're like you have a generosity to your spirit. And I think that's the thing that I most am proud of doing and learning. And I think starting a business right before the pandemic started and like waking up and not knowing how I was going to pay my rent. Yeah. And like learning that like you've like you've got this like you've like you've you know this like you're totally you're built your for this kid. you're on your own kid like has taught me like the I guess that I had more fortitude than I gave myself credit for and with that like with that struggle just comes like a peace and an ease like it doesn't like necessarily get easier but it does get more manageable and I think yeah that's the thing that I that I think I've become a better person and it's like very it's very like self-centered that thing but I also think that it is and it isn't because it just means that like the way I show up in the world is like so much better for the people around me and the people that I encounter like I just am really great like so happy for people who do well and because I know that I'm doing great well First, but I should I want to go back and just really quickly say that the empathy thing is more of a 10 year project. It's not really so much a five year project, but I, I want to throw out I, I really appreciate hearing you say that because I, I, you know, my friend Leslie Grossman once said to me, comparison is the thief of joy. Oh, yeah, that's perfect. And I really agree with that. And I I can't I have to say, honestly, I gave up being a jealous person a long time ago because the more you look at the people who have what you want like you still wouldn't trade your life for theirs in a second mm -hmm. like i think i used to especially when i was like a broke hater do you know what i mean mm -hmm. like i think that i <laughs> would look at them and be you know someone and be like oh well they just have everything and like you know i have nothing and like poor me and like when when's when's it going to be my turn like that was very much i think and I think that that's common, you know what mm -hmm. I mean, for a lot of a lot of people to feel that way. I see it all the time, like even on TikTok, right? Or like when someone's mad about an influencer having something, it's like, mm -hmm. dude, their life is hell. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like their life, you're like you're seeing them get a free sweatshirt and you're mad about that. Like, but I think <laughs> this person probably cries themselves to sleep every night if that makes you feel better. <laughs> and so it's like, it's hard because I think a lot of people, that's like a very common thing. And I'm glad that you grew out of, dude, we both started, Sal Listen launched in March of 2020, like mm. March 1st, 2020. And then two weeks <laughs> later, we entered a hell storm. By the way, can I say really quickly, we are trying to like, my goal for 2023 is to basically double our roster at Solid Listen and add a lot more shows. So if anyone has a show pitch, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you have a following. If you don't have a following, I just care that you have a strong voice because we can build anything that's like proven with us. So if you guys have a show pitch and you want to send it to us um, or even just think that like you are the type of person that should be hosting a podcast or something, I'll, I'll work with you. I do development with people. So send us an email at solidlisten, solidlisten at gmail, and we'll take submissions and we'll get on a, I'll hop on a phone call with pretty much anyone and see if like it might be a fit or if mm. there's something we can work with. So yeah, this year's like a good year to get started, right? Absolutely. Especially if you have Taurus, Scorpio, or Leo in your chart. Absolutely. Leo's 
don't email. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> we can't I'm do so that. I'm so sorry. We can't Please. Do that. You can have it in Venus or something, but like, I'm, I, a Leo sun is hard for me. <laughs> I, have, I do have friends that are Leos, by the way. And I think we are, we're all allowed to have one, right? Yeah, we have a great listener who's a Leo. We have, a, I have good friends have that are Leos. Yeah. I have like good, but like, I've also never been hurt by anyone. Like, I've been hurt by a Leo. So. <laughs> And if I'm going to be, you know, helping you build something from the ground up, I don't need any divas in my in my uh, squad. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> fine. Email me if you're a Leo, but like, don't do it because you're a Leo. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's entrapment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that feels like a good place to stop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> jingle jangle, y'all. Jingle jangle. I hope you all have a wonderful Christmas. And a very happy new year. And we're going to come back fresh, renewed, reinvigorated. I'm going to need to probably dry out for a couple of weeks in January. But so it's going to be rough. Dry January? I don't know. Probably. Maybe. We'll see. Didn't you last year? Yeah, it was okay. (laughs) I mean, it's not fun. I can imagine. It's not fun. It's it's absolutely not fun. It's a nice test of the will. It's nice to know you can stop. You know, that's uh... (laughs) at any time. Yeah, I, just any time, but um, except for last month. <laughs> Definitely not in December. <laughs> Couldn't do that. I thought that was like, you know, honestly, I thought that was very ambitious of you to want to wanna end the year on a sober note. I know. I don't know why I said that. That was really stupid, honestly. <laughs> it was really dumb. It wasn't dumb. It was hopeful. It was. And I appreciate that. And and I like that you, please show yourself some grace, my dear friend. <laughs> you know what I fucking hate about dry January is that everybody who does it and is very smug about it is like, oh yeah, I just feel so amazing. I've just got like so much stuff done and like, I just feel like clarity of mind and, you know, I've just been doing like, you know, getting up in the morning and going for like a 5k and whatever. And like, for me, It feels so, it like, I don't feel the benefit of it. Like as in what I want is I want to stop drinking and I want like sudden clarity. I want my skin to be amazing, like beyond amazing. I want it to be incredible. The skin is the thing that makes it like amazing. I don't know. When I hear someone say, I quit alcohol for a month and now I'm running five miles every morning. I think you're, you are an alcoholic, buddy. (laughs) Like... If, if, like, your drinking was what stood between you and running five fucking miles every morning, mm. you're an alcoholic. Like, I don't know. I Sometimes I think, like, sometimes I do think, like, and maybe it's because I unfortunately listen to Joe Rogan quite a bit. But it's my job to keep my eye on them. I'm doing a powerful thing by keeping my eye on the white supremacists and, and those that entertain them. Mm-hmm. Cleo. It's so funny to see Cleo has body dysmorphia. And she thinks she's skinny. And like she will sometimes like climb on my nightstand. And I'm like, honey, you're too big for that. But she doesn't know. And I'm I that's like I relate to that. You know, she's <laughs> like sometimes I'll pull an extra extra small off the rack and I look, I'm like, I'll be swimming in this. And then like I can't button it up. But yeah, she has a little bit of that to her. Yeah, no, I mean, I think like sometimes when I hear about like people doing sober October or dry January, I'm like, that feels like a problem to me. Mm. Not th- and maybe that's maybe that's fucked up that I feel that way. I don't know. 
Let me know. It's the time to do it because everybody else is doing it. And I think that's the thing is like, if you're going to take a month off drinking, you might as well do it when everybody else is doing it because then you don't get like FOMO, which is like, oh, do you want to come to the pub? Or like, oh, we can have drinks after. Or, oh, I'm just like, why don't we have like a, a nice bottle of wine with dinner? Like you don't feel like you're missing out because like, you don't have to say no because most other people are doing it. My birthday's in January. My new year doesn't start till January 10th. Mm-hmm. Like, because that's my birthday. So I like, you know, I I just, for me, the, the new year starts on January 11th. But then also, I'm going to wrestling on January 11th this year. Like, I will be, I'm not going to wrestling sober. I'm not going to a stadium to watch wrestling sober. Are you insane? <laughs> no fucking way. No fucking way. Like, that's the worst environment to be, like, dead-ass sober in. But uh, Scissor Me Daddy Ass is happening in real life, which I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so happy for you. To scream Scissor Me Daddy Ass with (laughs) a stadium of, like, one one million intoxicated men. All right, you guys, have a happy... Well, I don't know when this is airing, because we're doing an episode Sunday. So, I don't know when this is airing, but... Sometime It'll be the over. holidays. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we might, we might just drop this as a little surprise. Who knows? Hmm. All right. Well, we will talk to you soon. Be safe. Jingle jangle. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> and also happy Hanukkah. When the hell's Hanukkah <laughs> happening? Soon. And Diwali. I don't know if Eid's happened. I, l- have a great one. Whatever you have celebrate. Great, yeah. And, and if you don't celebrate, you be good too. Be good. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Girls, I don't know what you want to be, but I ain't never seen a shawty that look like a double G. Every girl in here 10, but it ain't no Tennessee. And you might just get some money, but it ain't no guarantee. Double G's on the left, double G's on the right. And you know I stay in Texas, I don't really like to fight. Like we in 2013, shawty do it for the vine. Shawty moving real well, I might have to wind it down. Threw the money to the center, now watch it hit the flow. Now rag it up, huh? rag, rag, rag it up, king, bag it up, huh? Stack it up, she said, where you at? Sam Marcus down in Texas And if I drop a pin, best believe that she on the Thought way she was important, but I moved her right about the way Delta cheese tonight, told her baby I got cheese tonight Get a scholarship, I ain't smoking on no THC, low tolerance All these ladies telling me I'm finna blow, like they tell her Shout out TurboTax, tax refund, what's another? Back to quarterback at recess, no rush You gon' end up like a Call of Duty mission, no rush This ain't UT, white shirt, orange like a pump. Mama call me, ask me how college is Hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Seven ribs are completely fused. And you have no idea where this came from? No, she was sent here anonymously. Mm-mm, not she. They, maybe? Wait. I've never seen anything like this. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. My grandfather was a journalist back in the 60s and 70s. He specialized in strange stories. Who are they? How are they connected to the skeleton? Play the tape. You'll see. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. We dream about it. We both dream about it. How often?